G'day, everybody. Um, do you know how many podcast introductions I've done? This is ridiculous. So I'm going to make this one the most brief <laughs> and to the point. Uh, so straight out of it, there's not much to it, to be honest with you. This has been something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. Probably why I've just started that by saying I've done so many podcast introductions um, for ages, since like my late teens. I feel like I've always been chasing an idea around athletics and what to do with it. I've started several podcasts. I've started several little, um, I guess, like side things in terms of pumping up athletes and stuff. But probably two things have stood in my way, if I'm completely honest with you. One is commitment and being consistent enough to do it. And two is the idea of not doing something super generic. We're really lucky in Australia, and I want to just get that off my chest. We have so many people who are so into the sport, um, whether that's all the distance running podcasts we've been blessed to have, whether that's some of the new video content creations that we're seeing coming out of like Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, and I'm sure other states have it too. Uh, we have a lot of people who are invested in this sport, and so too is Athletics Australia. I, I'd say this, this last year, having now worked with Athletics Australia, I was one of their biggest critics without a doubt i was always like oh why can't they do more why can't they put this on why can't they get these athletes rah, rah, rah. without really understanding the background of like how much goes into the logistics of all the things that we've seen this year from world cross country to the mori plant meet to you know what a lot of athletes called the best domestic season we've had for a while um there's a lot to it there's a lot of money that needs to be uh moved around there's a lot of athletes that need to be chased there's just a lot of layers to it um, not saying that people can't do more, myself included, but that was the real reason behind this um, straight at it for me. So for context at the moment, I'm sitting uh, in my friend's house in Girona, Spain. Uh, he is a professional cyclist and that is a real, real luxury for me. Like, let me just say, this isn't normal. I understand that like not everybody... Um, is in the position that I am really gratefully to have somebody who lives in Europe and is willing to open their doors to me. It's making my job here so much easier. Um, and I just feel like I want to be transparent with that because I don't want people to think that like, oh man, he's just living this uh, amazing lifestyle. He must fucking be able to afford it all. It is certainly comes with its challenges, but this is one thing that um, is a huge bonus to me. So massive love and shout out to James Whelan one of my oldest and closest friends, um, love him with all my heart. So that's where I'm currently sitting at the moment. While I'm in Europe, it's been so interesting already over the first few weeks. I spent a few weeks with my family, which was beautiful. My whole family uh, on a cruise, which was amazing. And then since coming off that cruise, uh, was meant to, I'll talk about this in the first episode because this is just the prelogue, but was meant to go to Paris Diamond League. Uh, didn't quite learn the travel uh, methods of Europe, probably sooner than I should have. So that one was on me. Uh, probably missed one of the best track events of all time. So, you know, that, that'll teach you to plan shit in advance. Uh, and then obviously I've been to Oslo and that was an amazing experience. And I'll head to Lausanne, Stockholm, maybe Poland, Monaco and London in terms of the Diamond League circuit. But the real things that go on in Europe that I'm finding out are all of these lower key meets where Australia just has so many athletes competing in it. Like this afternoon alone, I'm recording this on a Sunday. You know, we've got athletes in Germany, we've got athletes in France from 
you know, Pete Bowl to um, Tory Lewis, you know, two different ends of the spectrum in terms of getting exposure in sports. So um, we've got jumpers going off in Germany. We've got stuff going on everywhere. And I've found over the years that there's just not enough either resources or there's not enough commitment to really cover this stuff and go hard at it. And that's exactly what I want to do. I love this sport. I competed in this sport until I was 23 uh, and haven't competed since. I don't really have an interest in competing again. I think I've always got that little bit of like competitiveness in me, but um, I don't have that drive to compete again. But I do have a drive to pump this sport up as much as humanly possible. And that's exactly what I want to do. I've been really fortunate, um, but also worked pretty hard to be in the position that I'm in now. Um, you know, since coming back from uh, America a long time ago now, I have worked as a digital marketing person, as a carpentry apprentice, then stopped being the carpentry apprentice, sold cars and coached for like six months, which was interesting. Um, loved the coaching. The selling cars was certainly interesting. Uh, went back to being a carpentry apprentice and then last year got fully qualified. But in that process of getting fully qualified, I actually took off last year. Uh, so I went to Eugene uh, over to the world champs um, really on a whim, really on just this innate feeling that I always wanted to be in the media. I'd done a radio course that had gone really well. I just couldn't crack in. And I probably didn't fully believe that I could do it probably didn't fully believe that I could make something of it. I don't have a university degree. Um, I sort of gave up on that pretty early. And that was not necessarily a regret, but like just I knew it was going to be hard for me to get into it. And thanks to people like Athletics Exclusive and Lockie Rayner, um, Athletics Victoria, the VAFA in football, all these organizations sort of helped me um, race call and get into that. Uh, and then, yeah, I pulled the trigger. I went to Eugene last year, um, did all the stuff with Athletics Exclusive that some people might have seen. Again, a big thank you to Lockie Rayner for allowing me to do that. That got me a job. And I was going to travel to Europe last year and do something similar to this, but um, I always had a dream to be in the media. And when it came up, when I was sitting in a, in a uh, San Francisco Giants game in San Francisco... And I got an email that said, you, you got a job back here waiting for you. So got on a flight, came home, finished my carpentry apprenticeship with my dad, and then started full-time work for News Corp. So did that for about eight months, lived up in the north in Mackay, which people were surprised by, because I did travel around a fair bit, to be fair. I was either in Melbourne or, you know, thankfully I got to do stuff with Athletics Australia as well. This is the first year I've really been able to... Um, tag in with that amazing crew and I'm so grateful to people like Sasha Rayner for giving me that opportunity um, and everybody else at AA as well I know it's not just Sasha but I mean that was the first name that came to my mind Michelle as well um, and all the amazing people that do work there obviously I'm going to say Lockie Morehouse and Tom Thorpes because I love them but heaps of people at AA have been so helpful with me Sam Colbert I mean I could go on and on realistically um, and they've been super, super helpful. Glenn Turner back in AV when he was the CEO. So just so many people. I feel like I could thank so many people. Um, and once I'd done that, I started writing. I started doing stuff for athletics, for News Corp. I learned a lot as a sports journalist. Um, and again, this year I had this innate feeling where I was like, you know what, I, I, this is what I really want to do. I want to be in the athletic media. Um, I love what the guys like Sidious Mag do in America. I love the format. I love the process. I love Chavez. I love all those guys. And I thought, why doesn't Australia have something like that? I know we're not as big. I know we don't have quite as many athletes as the US has. 
But we have a deep rooted love and history and passion for this sport. And it was amazing to me that we didn't have something that was covering all these athletes. Now this is in its infancy. I understand that. And it's going to take a while for this to really become something that is popular and something that, you know, I want this to not just be me. I don't want this to be just the me thing. I want young athletes. I want young fans. I want young journalists. I want um, people who have competed throughout history. I want older journalists. I want older athletes. I want older parents. I want every single athletics fan to think that they can contribute to this. If you've got something you want to write about, if you've got something that you want to say, you've got something you want to produce, this is the place to do it. And that's exactly the community I want to create. Now, I've been really lucky already in these first few weeks to interact with uh, some of Australia's next-gen stars and some of Australia's stars that are already shining. Um, and they've got around me, they've embraced me with open arms, which I've loved. So these podcasts are going to be split into two things. One of them is going to be what I get up to through the week and what I do because I find that pretty entertaining and I'm pretty erratic. So I think these stories will be, will be good. I'll, I'll get into that in this next podcast. The other will be talking to athletes and be talking to coaches and be talking to physios and be talking to parents, whatever it is that I think there's a story there and something that needs to be talked about or something that's really interesting. I'm going to go chase it. And as I said, we're really lucky to have so many distance running podcasts because the distance running community, and I've come from it, is so vocal and so many fun runs and so many people get into distance running later in life. I think that's amazing. Um, I love it. And I'm probably going to show a bias towards distance running a little bit, which I'm going to try not to do too much. But we have so many amazing throwers, jumpers, um, throwers, jumpers, yeah, throwers and jumpers. What am I talking about? Throwers, jumpers, sprinters, of course. I'm getting nervous. But I think they have amazing stories to tell as well. We have an NCAA champion in the hammer throw, right? Some of our best results, in fact, our best results from the world champs last year came in the uh, field events, which Dave Colbert loves to coin field and track. I want to try and shine as much of a light on that as I can. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy these. I hope you can come along on the process. This is very infancy stages, as I said. Any idea is a good idea. There's something you think I could do better. If there's something you think I should chase, if there's something that you think there needs to be talked about, please message me. Please message Instagram. Please message whatever you want. I'm here for you guys. Let's get this shit rocking. First episode is going to be what it was like in Oslo, how I fucked up the Paris Diamond League, and just some of my takeaways from the week. So um, strap in. Let's go straight at it. Oh, that sounded cringy. I'm turning it off. God damn it. <laughs>